Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Dun Tire, 315-437-7644. We have just one guest lined up for you today. Lucas Favalli, the voice of the Syracuse Crunch, set to join us at the top of hour number two. As Max just mentioned, uh, the Crunch facing elimination tonight, down three games to none in that best-of-seven series with the Toronto Marlies in the North Division Finals. Game five, should they win tonight? Saturday. So both teams would get, what, Wednesday, Thursday, three full days off going into uh, Game 5 on Saturday. But in order to extend the series, got to get a win tonight. The, we get it. You hate the schedule. I do. I do. I know I ranted about this the other day. There's no reason to have three days off, three full days off in between games yeah. uh, to get ready. But uh, in any event, that's the situation. Crunch needs a win tonight uh, to extend the series. Um it's not too dissimilar. I think when you look at this Crunch Marley series, it's not too dissimilar to, to what we saw between the Cavs and Raptors, right? The Crunch came awfully close in games one and two, essentially lost game one by a goal. Toronto added an empty netter, won at six to four. Then game two goes into overtime and and they lose a heartbreaker in overtime and then they come home and it's almost as if their you know their spirit was broken and, and Toronto you know rolls to a seven one right. win uh, the other night and it feels like the series is over. You look at this Cavs Raptors series game one. LeBron was gassed. He said as yep. much after the Pacers series. It was in Toronto and neither team played all that well that night, but Toronto led start to finish. Cleveland did not have the lead in regulation, and then we all know how it how it goes. They force overtime. They get into OT. Cleveland gets its first lead. Cleveland wins the game, steals the game, and it felt like from that moment the series was over, and that's what played out. Cleveland went on to sweep the series, winning last night by 35 points. Yeah, that series was over immediately after Game 1. I mean, you hit it on the head there. Uh, you know, they, they didn't win that game necessarily because of LeBron James. They won it because of everybody else on that team. Uh, who, hilariously enough, got mocked on SNL for it, uh, what, a, a week later? Uh, but, you know, they that that's why they won that first game. They won that first game because of everybody else on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, and everybody stepped up enough. And you got the feeling that once they went in and they took that and they, you know, took the souls of the Toronto Raptors, there was no coming back from it. And And sure enough, that was the case. I mean, they've won eight games in a row now. Eight games in a row in the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors. They've 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 eliminated them from the playoffs three years in a row. I was going to say it's actually ten if you go back. It's unbelievable. To ten games in a row they've beaten them now. If you go back three years, it's unbelievable. And, and it's funny you should bring that up because that that's what struck me last night. You know, Cleveland blows them out, wins by thirty five, and then I'm, I'm listening to the the post game press conferences and Demar Derozan. Goes up on the podium. And I don't know if you saw this, Seth, but he was asked, you know, what is it about the Cavs? Like they got your number, right. and he's like, 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's just one thing. You know, it, it, it is one all, thing. It is it's one thing. thing. It's it LeBron. Is LeBron. This James. isn't that yes. difficult to figure out. I mean, this no. isn't like you know. Well, they you know they rebound well and they got a lot no. of balance. And, no, it's no LeBron. It is one thing. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's sitting up there. It was like a thirty second answer. He's you know stammering through it, saying, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. They just they got our number. No, everyone else knows what it is. It's right. LeBron James. And you said they didn't win game one because of LeBron. Obviously, they got contributions from other people. He had a triple-double in game one right. when he was right. running Dead. out of fumes. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and look, uh, it, it's funny because now you get all these these big articles and, and big conversations of like, what do you do with the Raptors? What do you do with that team? Like, DeMar DeRozan and, and Kyle Lowry just clearly aren't good enough. But, like, are the Raptors not, like, the picture-perfect uh, analogy here: Are they not the Knicks of the '90s? Like, are are they not that it's team a fair point. that can't get past Jordan? It's a fair point. Or, or forget, or the Pacers, or the Magic. Or I would say whoever, this: who, Whoever you want it to be, the like, Knicks felt a little better. Like that Knicks team, I think it was a little better than. Like, now, what have, what have the Raptors proved? Did they did they feel a little bit better though because they made two finals when MJ wasn't in the league? Maybe. Maybe. Like, that might be why they, they felt a, a little better. I think they had a little more star power, too. Oh, sure, sure. Than and, the Raptors and do. let's face it, they're in Toronto, they're in New York and not Toronto. So, like, that kind of plays into it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this because I, I was on uh, Time Hop on, on my phone. I You know, you see your tweets and Facebook posts and whatever uh, from, a, from a year ago, from two years ago. And I saw the same things that we were talking about today. And, oh, wow, the, 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 the Cavaliers beat the Raptors again and they swept them and, and whatever. And I'm looking at it, and and I tweeted out a list of teams that LeBron had just kind of ended, right? You, the 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 Dwight Howard Magic, they they kind of ended because they ran into the Cavaliers. Uh, that Celtics team kind of ended because they ran into the Cavs and and the Heat. Uh, you know the 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 this Raptors team. I mean, you could argue ended because they they ran into this Cavaliers team. And, and you look at it and compare it to what Jordan did in the '90s, and you know what. That Magic team in, in the early 90s never really got off the ground because they had to run into the Bulls. Like, that Pacers team never really quite got to what they could have done because they had to run into the Bulls. And same with the Knicks. Like, they, they were never quite able to get their shots at the finals because they had to run into the Jordan Bulls. Uh, the Jazz, and, and I think along those lines, like, you can very easily look at, at the parallels here between the two careers. Yeah, I mean he um, he goes out and when he's got a team on the ropes, he does not give them any hope, right? He just he he stomps them out and he moves on to the next round. And we've now seen six consecutive years that LeBron James has been a part of a best of seven series sweep that has never been done before in NBA history. And that's not the surprise. Like there's so many things LeBron has done, and you say you know he's the first to do it. How about the fact that second on that list? Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, they've right. done it four years in a row. Right. And then no one else prior to those four, LeBron and his teammates, had ever done it more than three years in a row. Crazy. Swept the best of seven series. Like, that's the impressive part of the stat is that not only has he done it six years in a row, but he is the reason why those guys are in second place because well, he has carried them well, to uh, four straight it's, it's years the, of sweeps. It's the James Jones stat. Yeah, right. James Jones has also been to seven straight <laughs> yeah. NBA finals. You right. know, like, let's not forget James Jones. Uh, it's it's like you, you look at the graphic. It's like and Robert Ory and all those rings. Right. Like, it's, it's all the Bill. 
Bill Russell Celtics people, and then LeBron, and then James Jones. Uh, you right. know, and then they've all been to seven straight finals. Uh, like, yeah, they're they're. And I'm not saying that they're riding LeBron's coattails. Yes, but they, it's that, okay. That's you can say that. You right? can say that's, that. That's exactly what's happening. Um, and it, it's funny because I, we both sat here a couple of weeks ago, right? And we said. I don't see a way that LeBron legitimately could get to the finals, but I'm not going to bet against the guy because we'll probably be sitting here in three weeks and, and he'll be in the NBA finals. And sure enough, we're, we're sitting here three weeks later. Uh, what's stopping him from going to the finals? Well, I know Boston looks good. I, I know they look good, but you, do, you don't think the same thing will happen to them? Again, not going to bet against LeBron. You just said what's stopping him from going to the finals my quick answer to that question is Brad Stevens, because I think Brad Stevens is a smart enough coach and a good enough coach. Like, let's let's go back. We didn't even talk about this yesterday because we got sidetracked with other things. But if you go back to the end of game three, right? Right. Ty Lue, they call the timeout. The game's tied. The Raptors had just tied the game. And Ty Lue says, no, we're not going to advance it to half court. We're going to go full court because right. we don't want them to double team LeBron. When, when LeBron gets the ball, there is a split second where the Raptors could have double teamed him and forced him to give up the ball. And they didn't. And they did not. They right. backtracked, and we all know what happened. LeBron, full speed ahead, went the length of the court, hits that crazy runner off the wrong foot, off glass. But again, he's LeBron, and you knew he was going to make that shot. That shot was unbelievable. That shot was ridiculous. That is bad coaching. And Dwayne Casey said after the game, he said, when, when they decided to take it full court, we did not consider trapping. When they decided to take it full court, we did not consider trapping. Why not? So that's the quick answer to your question, Seth, I think, right. is that it's Brad Stevens. And you look at what he's done in that series against the Sixers. Why has Ben Simmons looked so bad? you think it's a coincidence that no. Ben Simmons has struggled? No. Not at all. Ben Simmons has struggled because Brad Stevens has said, we are not going to let him beat us. He is the playmaker, yes, and beat is a terrific player, but it all starts with Ben Simmons. Right. So if we can slow him down, we feel like we can slow down the Sixers as a whole. And what has happened? Well, they got off to a 3 nothing lead. I know the Sixers got one back last night, but you feel like the Celtics are in control this series and that they're going to advance. And I firmly believe they're going to advance because of Brad Stevens. So I don't know if if he is smart enough and if the team is good enough to overcome LeBron because LeBron obviously is an all-time great player, but that's the matchup in my mind. If it is Cavs against Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, the matchup is LeBron against Brad Stevens and whether or not they could devise a plan to disrupt him a little bit. Like, he's still going to get his, right. but they have disrupted Ben Simmons to some degree, and it's led to this 3-1 lead. If they could slow down LeBron a little bit, I don't think he has the supporting cast to get by the Celtics. I, I'm not sure he does either, and I, I don't doubt that Stevens is smart enough. Right, like I, I think he's smart enough, and I think he's a good enough coach. I do question whether they've got the talent there fair to enough. actually and that's execute, a fair question. Right, like, that's a fair question. I, I, I do question whether Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or whoever they would put on LeBron is good enough to guard him for, let's face it, forty-five minutes. And my guess that's is what this: LeBron's doing right. My now. guess is this: right, they're they're not good enough. Is anybody good enough to no. guard LeBron for forty-five no. minutes? The answer is no. And so, what have they done against Ben Simmons? They have run. Consistently run a second guy, and I'm forced to get forced to make Ben Simmons give up the ball. If you do the same thing with LeBron, you force him to give up the ball, and even if you're playing four on five, you know on the or you know three well, I guess four. they were three on yeah. four, right? Sorry, if you're playing three on four defensively, they've got four guys attacking your three defenders. Again, I think you take that, or at least you take your chances with that early in the series and see how it goes. And that's my guess of what they're going to try and do: force him to give up the ball, have other guys beat you. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, that's what you have to do. But uh, I, I'm curious to see who you leave open. Uh, I mean, are you leaving open J.R. Smith? And if he gets hot, he'll, yes. he'll knock down everything? Yes, yes. You want you anyone other than no, LeBron to beat you. You want anybody other than LeBron to beat you. I get, I get that. But again, you, it, when you look at the players individually... Kyle Korver, percentage-wise, has one of the best three-point shots in in NBA history, if not in the in the league right now. J.R. Smith can knock down the three easy if he's open. Kevin Love can make you pay, and and we talked about this when he wasn't performing against Indiana. Indiana, he, he's a great player, right? Like he's an all-star. He's he's an All NBA type player that we don't know what has happened over the last two to three years, but that's what he is. So they can all make you pay, and I'm not saying that they will, but. You know, we saw that in this series that they're 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 better. They figured something out here. You know, George Hill made plays in the game last night. George Hill, I, I think, got them off to the start that they needed in the game last night. So, th- not saying that the other guys will absolutely beat you, but they've shown that they can. And and you're talking about players who have track records. You're not talking about saying. Oh, okay, fine. We're going to take the ball out of Ben uh, Ben Simmons' hands. Hey, TJ McConnell, go beat us. Right? Like, that's not what you're asking. And then, again, fair point. Of those guys you just rattled off, Kyle Korver's the one that I probably don't want to leave all alone for a three. Right. But J.R. Smith is very streaky. Kevin Love is very streaky. Tristan Thompson's not known as an offensive no. player on down the list. I mean, George Hill, can he make plays? Again, he's been inconsistent here one game, gone the next uh, in the playoffs so far. Again, would you rather take your chances with, you know, LeBron doing his thing? And that was the thing about this Raptor series is that they just weren't physical with LeBron. Like, he was able to do pretty much whatever he wanted to do. And if if that's how you're going to defend LeBron, you're going to lose. And as we saw, you're going to lose badly and you're going to lose in four games. Now, the Celtics or and or Sixers, they're not going to get swept. But you need someone else to... To beat you, it can't be LeBron. You have to force him to give up the ball, and then I think you take your chances. And you know what? If J.R. Smith goes six for nine from three point range, you tip your cap. If Kevin Love goes for thirty plus, like he did the other night, okay, you, you tip your cap. Right. You just you can't have LeBron beat you. It's got to no, be somebody you, else. You can't. But at the same time, you know we've seen, even, and I think the Toronto series is a terrible example because they. They tried to defend him one on one. They didn't do a good job of it, right? And he just did whatever he wanted. It's exhibit but, A, though. But, if you if you try to no, but but if but you also, let him do whatever he wants to do. But Steve, also in in the in the Pacer series, like they they did defend him better, right? I mean they they tried to make the other guys beat them. It went to seven games, but at the end of the day, he's still LeBron James, and he's still if not the greatest, the uh, top two greatest player of all time, and he's a freak athlete and a, a freak specimen. And he's just going to do whatever he wants, right? Like at, at the end of the day, LeBron James is going to do whatever he wants on a basketball court because he can. And I think that we saw that in the Indiana series, right? He will do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, because he is able to. And you know what? Maybe he gets doubled. Okay, he'll find a way to beat you. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you throw some kind of trap at him. Okay, he'll find a way to beat you. And you know what? Toronto did a terrible job of trying to make him beat you. He did. He dispatched of them in four games. Indiana did a better job, still dispatched of them. Yeah, and again, and it's a fair point, and I'm not betting against LeBron. I just I think Brad Stevens 
is is going to make it top priority to force LeBron to give up the ball, similar to what he's done in this series. And you're right. In Game 7 of that Pacers series, LeBron went out and he was superhuman. And maybe he can do that, and we've seen him do it time and time again, he could do that for a game or two in a series. Can he be superhuman four times? Well, I, I guess you yes. go back to the NBA yes. Finals against the Warriors. He, he can. He, he was. And, and he we've has. seen it. Right. <laughs> he, so, was, he was against Indiana. He was. He was superhuman four he times. Was, he in was that superhuman, definitely series. in Game Seven. He was superhuman four times in that seven-game series. He had multiple triple doubles and multiple forty-point games. Listen, that's why you say you can't bet against him, and I get it. I just, I, I think there's going to be more resistance in this series. I think the Celtics are the best team in yes. the Eastern Conference. And we've said that each of the last two series, we felt like the Pacers were better than I the Cavs Kyrie as a whole. Irving wasn't hurt. We felt like the Raptors were better than the Cavs as a whole. And we feel like the Celtics are better than the Cavs as a whole. But the Cavs have LeBron. And and you, you can't bet against him. But I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing this series. Whoever comes out. I mean, right now it looks like it's going to be the Celtics. But there's so much young talent on the 76ers as well. So much young talent in that series between the, the Celtics and Sixers. And we do need to take a first time out. But that's kind of a tease to what our top five Tuesday question is. It's in regards to all this young talent in the NBA. So we're going to open up the phone lines, 315-437-7644. We want your top five NBA players in the league right now, 25 years or younger. A lot of players to choose from. This was very difficult like to, to dwindle it down to five. So top five players in the league right now, 25 years or younger. We'll get to that next. Phone lines are open. 437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from the DBOffers.com, powered by Drivers Village Studio. This is ESPN Radio. 97.7 FM, Syracuse. And 100.1 FM, Oswego. Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Steven Seth back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're powered by Drivers Village, 315-437-7644. Phone lines open the rest of our number one here. It's Tuesday, which means top five Tuesday. A question today with so much young talent, uh, young talent rather, uh, in the NBA playoffs. We want to know top five players in the league right now, 25 years of age or younger. There are a lot of guys to choose from. There are. It's a very difficult exercise. If you actually sit down and try and pare it down to five, which you know is not my strength, Seth. I usually cheat and I'll like put two people tied for one position. You've got nine. You can't have nine. No, I need five. No, I listed four as air quotes honorable mention. All right, you want to get to it? Do you want me to give you those four first, or do you want to give me want me to give you my five first? Uh, I'm gonna give you. Let's my see. Five hang on. I've got five, six, seven, Are you eight, good? nine, ten. I've got eleven. Oh I've got God. eleven guys that for me, I, I have oh eleven that goodness. were under consideration. I've got five. All right, good. but this is, actually five. I've got five. No, I actually, okay. I actually have five. Okay. Um, I want to throw out there that I, I did put an emphasis on. You know, if you've done it for more than a year, and that's fine. Um, so like. I love Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and Ben Simmons, but they just missed out. Uh, even though they're all insanely talented and they're all going very good and probably going to be very good, uh, I did give a little bit of an edge to guys who have played two or three years. Okay, um, that's fair. And with that, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because number five is Joel Embiid. 
Uh, I, I think he's just insanely talented, and he's done it for a little while longer. I think his game's a little more diverse than Simmons and, and Tatum and Mitchell. Okay. I've got Chris Stops at five. Okay. I've got him at four. And I struggled about whether or not to include him in the list simply because he's been injured, and he's missed a lot of games over the course of the last three years. He's in and out of the lineup. No denying his talent. And I guess part of this comes down to like how you how you look at this question. If it is potential, I think that's different than right now. To your point, you know, guys who are new in the league, like Mitchell and Tatum, I left them outside as well. You yeah. had to somehow dwindle this down from, you know, ten or eleven or twelve down to five. So I left Tatum and Mitchell out as well. Um I left Lonzo Ball out. I think I left I'm, him out. I'm yeah. not a huge Ball fan. I, I think he has the potential, though. He didn't though. even get on my list, actually. I think he has the potential to be, and again, he was hurt this year. So yeah. let's see where, where he goes from here. And, but he's a guy he's, who's going to be on the list for a few years. He, I mean, he's yeah. so young that you know he, he, will, he will be on this 25 and under list for quite a bit. And his numbers and his numbers did look good at year's end. They looked fine, right? He was, right. what, 14 and 8, 15 and 8, something and he, like that. he improved so. his shooting percentage, but again, he was out of the lineup. So I left, I left those guys out. Um... So I said I I have Porzingis four. So who's your four? I've got Embiid four. So okay, we, so we, we flip flop those. All right. Um, I already know that in top three I've got one guy that you left out. So let's let's all right, go. And from you're there. you're probably gonna hate my my third one. I put Devin Booker in in at three. I I I love his game. Uh, I don't think he gets attention because he's in Phoenix and they're terrible. Uh, but can shoot the lights out. Uh, played this what played well this year as uh as kind of more of the ball handler point guard. Uh, role and and has been doing this for for three years. I mean, last year he averaged twenty two points a game. This year he averaged twenty five um, to go along with five assists. He he's really I think a really good young player, and he's only twenty one. Number three for me, I've got Carl Anthony Towns, and All right. my guess is he's probably in your top two. Yeah. Okay. I got Towns too. At number two. Yeah. I've got Ben Simmons. And okay. I don't think there's any denying. I mean, he is, and as good as Embiid has been this year, Ben Simmons is the reason that the Sixers are in the position that they're in. He's the re- look. He's the reason they took the next step. There are a couple things that I I marked against them. Is is one? I, it, it's just it's year one, and I you know let's see more. Uh, but also like he can't shoot. And I, I know that right now that doesn't seem to be an issue. And right now he can't just doing, shoot the three. Uh, he can't shoot. And and right now that doesn't seem to be an issue because he'll get to the basket whenever he wants. But he's gonna have to shoot something other than dunks and layups at some point. They won twenty eight games last year. This year they won fifty four. And, and he's the addition. And I, yeah. he is the reason. I mean, he is. And Embiid's been good, but part of the reason that Embiid has been good is that Ben Simmons is so impossible to defend. So, and and I, I hear what you're saying about well, he's a he's a rookie, and let's let's see, you know, him do this for a few more years. Ben Simmons is an amazing yeah. talent, and no, he absolutely is. And he's what is he? Twenty one years old, so he's going to be on this list yes, for, uh, for for a few more, a years. more years. So I I had Simmons two, and and I had Giannis one. Did, Same. You you did yep. as well. I don't think there's any yep. any questioning that. I think he is the best young player in the league. So so two others that haven't gotten named uh, that I, I had in consideration: uh, Nikola Jokic, no doubt, and, he's got to uh, be and under and, consideration. Andrew Wiggins. You left out another guy Who that's on my list: Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got to be under consideration. He's almost 25, so he'll, he'll he's be He's going to be 25 in next month. Right, so, so he'll be off the list. Does that really count? Yes, it counts. Right now, he's 24 <laughs> right now, years he's old. under 25. He's 24 so right. years old. All right. So, yeah, I think he has to be under consideration. I mean, look at that list, though. All the young talent they have in this league. It's amazing. League. And, and, again, we that's not even a, a complete list, you know, from, from top to bottom. I mean, I think we got the main guys. You know, you threw Wiggum in there, or Wiggins in there. How about, you know, Brandon Ingram? Um, I think he, you know, you could make a case yep. for him moving forward. Jalen Brown. Um, you know, I mentioned Lonzo. I mean, there are so many... Good young players in this league. Julius Randle uh, could develop into to a really good player. I mean, he's 23 years old. We just rattled off 50 names. Easy. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and you can go further if you wanted to. Max just stopped in, so does that mean Max has an addition or a different top five, Max? Uh, mine was different, Okay, and then you guys included Jokic, so that was the one I was going to say you forgot. I mean, he... He averaged 18, 10, and 6, averages more assists per game than Drew Holiday, Kemba Walker, and Ricky Rubio, and he also has 10 triple-doubles, which is fourth best in the league. Understood. And He was at four for me. I, so. gave, I gave him strong consideration, and, and to be honest with you, if Seth allowed me to extend my list to six, he probably would have been number six for me. Um, I had him at four, because I had Donovan Mitchell at five, who's averaging more points than he did at Louisville, and obviously is the only reason the Jazz were in the playoffs. I love Donovan Mitchell, by the way, and I said... When you know when he was at Louisville, I said I felt like he was the most talented player in the ACC, and I know that I got some pushback on that, but I think we're starting to see just how talented he is. I love Donovan it's Mitchell, like a young Dwayne Wade. Yeah, and and you know it, you have to separate it somehow, and and we just rattled off you know twelve, fifteen names, so to get it down to five, it was difficult. So I did what Seth did, and I said, all right, you know Mitchell and Tatum. No denying their talent, right. but it's, you know, let's see. Do it for another year. Right, and- let's see them do it for another couple of years, and then maybe they, they make that top five. I feel good with Kristaps, Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, and Giannis. So I left Kristaps out. Give me your top Give me your top five, rattle it off. Uh, from five down, it was five Mitchell, four Jokic, three was Ben Simmons, for the lone reason that you said yeah. they went from 28 to 54 wins. The shooting thing doesn't really concern me just because... He still averaged 15, almost 16, 8 and 8 while shooting 54%, and he didn't even make a three pointer the whole season. So um, I think he's better than Embiid, who I left out of the top five, but he was like too many injuries. He's only played 94 career games, so I didn't really give him. I mean, I know he's super talented, but I couldn't give him top five. So three was Ben Simmons, two was Carl Anthony Towns, and then the one was Giannis. I'm I'm looking Consensus, at another list. Giannis at number I'm, one. I'm looking at another list. Julius Randle under twenty under twenty five had a really nice year uh, for the Lakers. Uh, Aaron Gordon under twenty five. He's only twenty two, which is mind blowing. Uh, Andre Drummond still under twenty five. Zach Levine still under twenty five. Uh, Jamal Murray, Jalen Brown. Uh, there's so many players that we could put on this list. J- Jason Tatum earned an honorable mention in my list too. Yes, I I he, love Jason Tatum yeah. and I. I said this. I'm. I'm sure I said this on on these airwaves last year. But I saw him in person twice last year. Saw him up here in the dome, and then at, at in Brooklyn at the at the ACC tournament. Uh, that was enough to convince me he was the best player in college basketball. I, I mean, the, watching him at Duke last year was was mind blowing, and, and I I kind of sort of understood why he didn't go first overall because teams had different needs. Uh, but I, I would have picked him first. I, I certainly would have picked him over Fultz or Ball. I, I mean, I, I thought he was going to be really good. 
Celtics are, are in good shape from a, a roster standpoint. And they and have another you, high pick coming. Yeah, and you look at how young they are and, and how good they are already. Um, they're, they're in position to, to be around in the, in, and be a major player in the Eastern Conference and their two for, best players for are many hurt. years to come. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're the favorites going into next year, right? Well, they have to, yes. I guess, no, I guess let's, see no, where, they, well, they, yes. let's see where LeBron ends up and who ends up with him because you, you, you have the sense. I don't think he's going to return to Cleveland. I don't either. Um, I think he will end up somewhere else, and then others will gravitate towards him. Agree. So let's see what that roster looks like. But as things stand right now, Celtics are the favorites in the East, and then, I don't think it. I I honestly don't think it matters where LeBron goes. Oh, of course it matters. Yeah, it does. Of course you it think, matters. I don't. I think that the Celtics are going to be favored going into next year over LeBron's team. If they, if it's LeBron, and, no, okay, and they, maybe on the sports books, yes. Yeah, but right. And if that's you're asking what we're me, if about. you're asking me to pick that's a what, favorite, but but hold on, but isn't that? You said favored, and and if they're favorites, that's where it's coming from. What if they will? They will I have still better, wouldn't bet, a, bet against LeBron. Hang I would. I'm on, not on, saying I would either. You're saying I think it doesn't. Hang favorite. on, hang on, hang on. You just said it doesn't matter. I what if LeBron goes somewhere, and then it's like LeBron and Paul George, and I, I, you know, you're gonna laugh if I say Carmelo, but like, it, put is that but, James Harden again? Is that is that team better than I, I don't know? Yes, than yes. Kyrie yes. Tatum Brown Hart. Horford, Hayward, LeBron with Paul George. I mean, LeBron. Look at what he's doing right now with what he has. I know you had like if, if you put him on the Rockets, stud or two. Well, that's not going to happen. The Western, <laughs> well, and that's also the Western Conference. So, right. yes, the Celtics would so, be the favorite in the East if he goes. Okay, in the what, East. What if he? What if he goes to Philly? Which is again, it's Philly's got to be an option. I want to see it. I want to see him go to Philly. What if he goes to Philly and it's Simmons, Embiid, LeBron? Come on. I mean that would be they would be the favorites. Yeah, easily. And you know who that would Probably. be the best for? Probably Seth. Probably. Come on. I don't know. I look, I think that people I think that people would be very tempted to make the Celtics the favorite. I don't Whether know. Whether they should be or not, I think they would be very If you put Ben fa- Simmons, Joel Embiid and LeBron on the same team, that's sounds like they're going to win a championship. I mean, you can't stop no, that. No, they would. I, yes, I, I agree with you. It's a, you can come off your point. It's okay. No, I, mean, I, I, look, I appreciate I agree you with like you. drawing I agree a line with in the you, sand. But I do, but I, look, I think that there would. I think that there would be people out there who would be very tempted, no matter where LeBron goes, to make the Celtics the favorite. Whether they're sick and tired of LeBron winning everything, or they actually think LeBron the the Celtics are better. I think that team and what they are showing in this postseason, the growth from Tatum, the growth from Brown, uh, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart. I, I think that. Once they get Kyrie and Hayward back, there's going to be a lot of push to make them the favorites in the East. All right, we're going to bring this conversation to an end with this, okay? I'm not asking what other people are going to do. If LeBron, for the sake of this discussion, if went, LeBron goes on, to Philly, if he went to Philly, I'd probably put Philly over the Celtics, yes. Okay, and I could eliminate the word probably from my sentence, and Max, I don't want to speak <laughs> for you. I think you it's take a the definite, word pro- Okay, thank definite. you. All right, this conversation is over. Phone lines are open, 315-437-7644. If you'd like to chop, uh, chime in on Top 5 Tuesday, we're back after this on ESPN Radio. It's time to get you what you need to hear. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. I'm a man. I'm 40. But we played in in some really tough ones over my years, you know, playing at Alabama, then playing in the Dome at UTSA. If you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. 
Okay, not 10. Today's sound check on Orange Nation. We're brought to you by Skinny Atlas Small Engine, your premier LS tractor and steel dealer for sales and service. We're going to continue the NBA talk here in uh, sound check, and it uh, it begins with the guy we were just talking about in the last segment, LeBron James. Yeah, uh, he hit a crazy game winner after the uh, at the end of Game Three. Uh, he was asked about it after the game. The level of difficulty that shot is um, it was very difficult. Don't try it at home, Jeff. It was very difficult, <laughs> but that's what LeBron does. And again, had to double team him, had to make it more difficult than it was. And again, that's that's saying a lot because it was full speed, jumping off the wrong foot, off glass, yeah. a runner, not set, but you know he know, made some, it. He made it some, look easy. Some professional trolls may say it was only uh, it was only a good shot if he meant to put it off glass, Steve. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that, but I don't think there's any question that he tried to bank that <laughs> oh, in on I'm purpose. Ki- I was kidding. No, I know, yeah. but people did say that. They're like, well, if he, you know, if he, if he actually meant to bank it in, yeah. I know Skip Bayless was that among was the, those. That was the professional troll I was well, he, referring but to. But there was others that were, you know, questioning whether or not he meant no, to bank it did. in. Like, watch the play. Like, he, yes, of course he, he meant to bank it in. Yes. He he does what he means to do on the basketball court, whether that is putting it between yeah, his own legs. he doesn't get lucky no, very often. No, whether that is putting it through Tristan Thompson's legs, catching it and dunking, or throwing it behind the pass, pass 25 feet to Kevin Love, or putting it off glass at the end of Game 3. He does what he means to do. So let me ask you this, and I think I know the answer. I know the answer for me. Are you more surprised that he made that shot or missed the shot at the end of Game 1 that would have won it, and instead they went into overtime, and they still won the game. But, we, I mean, which one surprised you more? That he missed. Uh, yes, me too. That so that, that says everything about I was, LeBron. I was watching Game 1, I was like, oh, that's good. It was right online, and just came up short. I I was convinced he was hitting that shot. Yeah. Got a great look. That's all you need to say about LeBron. Like, that's where we are right now. You expect him in that spot and that was a difficult shot too. I mean, he, he had an open yeah. look, but again, he's you know he's off balance. He's fading away. You know, game on the line, and and we're more surprised he he missed it than he than he made that crazy runner off the wrong foot. You know, right. banking it off glass. That's all yeah. you need to say. Yeah, uh, I mean that that was uh, an insane look, and, and I thought it was going down. Uh, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, Steve, but Saturday Night Live had a cut for time sketch uh, about LeBron James and the Cavaliers. Everybody knows about LeBron, but don't forget about us. The other Cavaliers. And whatever LeBron needs, we'll get it done. As long as what he needs isn't basketball. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's funny because this, it's true. I, I don't want to play the whole two-minute thing. Go watch it. It was perfect. The guy who plays Kevin perfect. Love, by the way, I did see it. The guy who plays Kevin Love, it's it's spot on. Yes. Yeah, it, it really is. I, it was... It was the whole sketch was just way too perfect. It it hit the nail a little bit too perfectly on on the head. It felt like, uh, and yeah, may, you could argue. And and I heard uh, I I read something about uh, a a Cavali- from a Cavaliers writer arguing this. You could argue that maybe it was uh maybe it was a little too late, and that this should have come out during the Pacer series. I don't really care. It was spot on. I it thought. was very amusing. Check it out. It was spot on. Uh. You know how the the TNT people do it, right? On Inside the NBA, they like to have fun. They had Victor Oladipo in studio. I don't I don't really know why. I missed why he was there, but he was there, um, and this happened. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving 
today. Is that Oladipo? Yes. Charles Barkley's the other voice. New York, New York. These jagged shoes are longing to stay. I want the very part of it. New York, New York. I want to wake up in a city that never sleeps. Oladipo's legit. Yeah, not terrible. Not terrible not at terrible. all. To do that on live TV? No, Charles Barkley. Yes, well, he's, ba- he's bad. Is, is Charles Barkley, does he get serious about anything? No. Like, is he ever oh, serious? No. no, I don't think so. Oladipo I, took that seriously, though. That was I, pretty good. I now need to do like a, a frantic search through my folder for my other clip of of Charles Barkley singing because it's one of my favorite clips I've I've ever put in here. I'm not going to find it, but uh, Charles Barkley did a promo for the tournament. I want to say two years ago. Does that sound right? Two How? years ago of him singing the uh, the one shining moment. How is is his singing compared to your one shining? I think moment I've got. I think I've got him beat. Song. I think I've got him beat. Yeah, I think I've got him beat. Any chance we might get another yes. parody song? The one's in the works. Really? Yes. How close? Not very close. No. Nope. Okay. It's fine. It's a. It's about football. So I. It, I've got time. I look forward to. Uh, I look forward to hearing that. Yeah, I've got. I've got plenty. I think of we time all here. look forward to hearing that. Did you find it? Do we look forward to hearing? No, I didn't find it, but I found other. Stuff. Okay. Uh, DeMar, uh, LeBron James after last night's game. Uh, I think he has a bright future. Um, and his future is now, actually. And you look at the rookie class from this year, it's, um, it's probably the best since 2003. <laughs> Gets a little jab in there at the yes, end. Yes, he has to, right? I think that you have to, I think that you have to kind of get a, a little jab in there, but he's also not wrong, right? I mean, that that's the draft class that uh, that it's all measured recently, I should say. That's the draft class that everybody else is measured up against, right? I think so. I mean, it's like that one in 84. Yeah, I think so. I was going to say my adult 96 life. 96 is I mean, also. My adult life, that's that's the one that, you know, my adult life spans more years than your adult life. It does. Um, but yes, I think that's the that's the one all other draft classes are are measured by. Yeah, uh, I mean, and especially recently. I mean, you look at it, Mello, LeBron, Bosh, Wade, all Hall of Famers. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say Corver was in that draft also. I mean, the, the the four you just mentioned are the ones that, that jump off the page at you. There were other good players in that draft, though, is, is my larger point. Uh, but you mentioned this. Darko bite. Milicic does yes, not make the list. Darko. He, uh, he hung around longer than he should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, uh, David West was in that draft. Yes, he he's had a really good career. I was going to say he's not a Hall of Famer. Kendrick right? Perkins. He's. I mean, obviously, he's, David West's not a Hall of Famer, right? I don't think so. Like just just outside on the, like that next level, All Star, good player. Corver but, was in that. Corver went in the second round that year. Yep. Mo Williams was in that draft. A lot of guys who are still around. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get this one in here, Steve, before we take a break? You mentioned this DeMar DeRozan bite after the game last night. The last three years have been rough for us, you know, competing against this team. Um, maybe they just got our number. Um, things just don't go right for us. Whatever it is, it could be a lot of things. You know, all I know is, you know, last three years they have 
been a reason why we haven't advanced. So, you know, whatever that is, I, I, I couldn't sit up here and tell you one specific thing. Might it be just that, I mean, LeBron's had different teammates over the last three years, but he's the one common denominator. Is it as simple as it's running into LeBron? Um, I mean, you say that, but it's still a team thing. You know, um, it's not just him <laughs> going out there scoring 128 points. You know, the the guys around him that, you know, he get involved in the game, um, make plays for them. A lot of things he do for his teammates, get them going. You know, um, it's definitely been a challenge for us over the years. I like how the reporter had the same reaction I had. Like, you brought this up and you were like, DeMar DeRozan said last night he didn't, he couldn't place his finger on the one thing. And I was like, LeBron? Uh, I'd like to follow up on that question. That answer might it be just that? I mean, LeBron's. He's like, isn't it? Isn't it just Uh, like? Isn't it LeBron? They they just have LeBron on their team. Isn't isn't that it? And and he's right. He's not scoring 120 plus points by himself. Was he aware? No, but he did account for 77, and the the most he's ever accounted for in a in a playoff game in his career. I mean, 77 is a lot. Um, I, I just I found that. That whole sequence, rather amusing, when I heard it last That's night, it was the first thing that, that struck me. He was like, ah, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. It's a lot of things. For whatever reason, we can't beat them. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd like to follow up yeah. on that answer if I could. You know the other thing that struck me during the press conference? Uh, and, and this is not the first time this has happened, but I saw the Cavaliers press conference. I didn't see much of the Raptors one on ESPN last night, but I saw a lot of the Cavaliers one. I felt kind of bad for Kevin Love. He's just sitting there and not getting any questions. You've been and, to these NCAA just, press yes, conferences before. Yes. It's the same kind of thing where yes. they bring, you know, it's like and the, the coach person. and then like the two stars and then maybe, you know, some other, like a senior who's right. like, you know, just right. he's, he's in the, the starting mo- lineup. And but then he's, the moderator goes, any questions <laughs> for Kevin? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, we don't have any questions for him. No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I remember there was one, the reason I bring this up though, there was one press conference a couple years ago where they had LeBron, Kyrie, and Love at the at the podium all together. No one asked Kevin a question the entire time. And like, they all get up to leave, and he's just like, "Thanks for having me." Like, you know how it works, it. right? I mean, yes. you you might get one or two questions, so yeah, you're gonna ask your question to LeBron or the this coach. Happened, or- this happened like this year. Oh my goodness, where did this happen? It must have been at an SU football game, where they had like three players up, and and they're like, "Any questions for?" You know where it happens? Where I've experienced whoever. it. Where, where I've experienced it quite a bit is it happens at, at the Final Four because yes. they generally bring to the podium the coach and the five starters. And there's, you know, again, you normally as a reporter, you get one, maybe two questions. Maybe you can follow up. So right. are you really asking the, you know, the role player who's like the fifth option? You know, like, would you be asking? You're not asking Pascal would you be, a question. Right, that, that's my point. Would you be podium? asking Pascal right. Chuku a question right. when, you know, you when want you to talk to Tyus or Frank or, you know, and so and so that's how it goes. So it happens a lot at like the bigger yeah. venues right. or the bigger events because it's. No, but this happened at like a smaller one. Yeah. Oh, I wish I remembered it off the top of my head. I want to say there was like an SU football game, and they put like some defensive back up there, and they were just like, "Any questions?" Nobody had anything and to say. No one had any questions for him. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. We're going to take our final time out here in hour number one. Lucas Favalli will kick us off in hour number two. Back after this on ESPN Radio.